0: You're you're listening listening to Love Talk Live Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA LA Talk Talk Radio. Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein, and today I have with me Amy Shade. Welcome.
1: Hello. Hello, uh, Jamie and everyone out there. Great
0: to see you again. Mm -hmm. I was on your show previously.
1: Yes, The Unstoppable You.
0: Yes, and we're going to talk all about that, um, and I'm just excited to now turn the tables and hear, you know, on your show, we got to hear a little bit from you, but really, you are worthy interviewer, so I'm mm-hmm. excited to hear all about Amy. I'm going to read to you guys about her before we get into some of her favorite topics. So Amy Shade is a keynote speaker and women's empowerment coach. Who reconnects women with their passions, helps them break free from the stories that keep them stuck, and awakens their inner genius and confidence so they can live an unstoppable life. Amy began her career as a dance educator and artist, spending two decades performing professionally and educating dancers. With over 20 years of experience in education, her transition into coaching was a natural one. She is the host and producer Producer of the Unstoppable You, a monthly live event where she gathers an eclectic group of experts to speak into how to get unstuck, so you can reclaim your power and have happy, loving relationships. And one thing that I like, you just said eclectic group. One thing that I appreciated about your show mm-hmm. was that it was me and three other coaches. We're all different, not necessarily coaches, um, just whoever's watching watch Amy's show because it really was so great to get all of our different perspectives, our different stories, and then to have like kind of like a round table discussion also. So Amy, how did you get into this work and how did you get the idea to start this show?
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, as you said, I've been an educator, a performer my whole life. And, you know, I, I had this moment in my life that uh, this, moment that changed my life, which was uh the death of my fiance and with that happening, everything began to shift like it was a major event, and then from that major event, everything began to change. I went back to school, got my degree, I got my coaching certification, and then I became an entrepreneur. I graduated college with my b a at forty six um I started my business at I think fifty, so I have been um, uh, a late bloomer or whatnot. So it was a natural progression for me to help women um, really succeed in their life and their relationships Uh, because in my own experience, I've, um, and this is one of the things behind the Unstoppable You, is that my life has been unstoppable. I mean, it's been one thing to another thing to another thing. I always said I was a late bloomer. You know, I don't know if anyone out there can relate to being like this late bloomer type, but we are those that keep recreating and creating and being unstoppable in our life. So when I looked at the unstoppable you, I'm like, we are freaking multifaceted people. Women are not like this. We are circular and that we have many issues that and challenges and things that we want to do well in. So I thought doing the Unstoppable You, bringing together an eclectic group of people would be beneficial to us as women who might be struggling with finances or with our children or with our self-love or with our, you know, um, our mindset. So I always think, how can I help the whole woman? Like, it's like, we are very complex women. I love that about us. Uh, And how can we support them?
0: Yeah, so I love that you said that we are complex because mm-hmm. um, so many times when I'm working with my clients and they'll be talking about like these are women clients, they'll be talking about their husband or their boyfriend, and like I just don't get it. And I'm like, do you realize how different men are? Men are so simple, like across the board. Of course, you know, but women. I mean, men's brains are simpler; mm-hmm. they can compartmentalize better women we are just so complex and so i love that this is one of the things that you really talk about our complexities and our multifaceted abilities we have there's so much that that we can do i love that you are
1: empowering women yeah and i was just thinking about that uh this for the last couple of days you know we as women that's my cat right there we as women are um always pulled into the human experience the human condition through our feelings through our bodies through who we are I mean I just I was just been thinking about this last couple of days like how how much we are that's my cat how much we are in this um, human condition of uh, and I bring this up because one of my friends is getting um, a, mes- a you know a single mes- 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 I can't say it. Yes. I can't even say that. And I think to myself, that just brings you right into the human condition. We as women are, are constantly by just who we are and what our bodies go through. We are constantly pulled in this condition and there therefore our mental being and who we are is much more complex than, um, I think most men who, who don't have to live in this condition. Like, can I say it? Like, Getting our period every every month, having this, you know, having babies, it just brings us right into the the struggle of being human.
0: Yeah, and I was going to say just that we as women tend to be more emotional mm-hmm. and really in touch with our feelings, and feelings mm-hmm. can be very big. You know, like when you start you talk, you start you talk to children, and you say you know feelings are big, but there are a lot of adults that don't realize that we have big feelings and that. You should feel your big feelings always because you can't get past something unless you go through it.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that's, I think we're talking, we're going to talk a little bit about um, starting off like with radical acceptance, which is one of my pillars.
0: Let's talk about radical
1: acceptance. I mean, just what you said right there. That is just okay to be true. You don't have to fight it. No. It is just, Radical acceptance is like uh, accepting what is true for you. And then you don't have to make excuses. So, and in my own teaching, what I do is like radical acceptance, three things have to be there to, for it to exist. One is like you have to have a discomfort or knowing that something's off or you feel like it's off. Right, Mm -hmm. So maybe you feel like um, you shouldn't feel so much, Mm. right? So maybe you're having those feelings like, I shouldn't feel this way. This is too much. This is not how it's supposed to be. Um, That's a good indication that you need radical acceptance there. Love it. Okay. Or like,
0: and I think this is what you're saying. Like,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I wish I wasn't feeling this. When is it going to be over? That whole thing.
1: Yes and that you should feel it at all. Hmm. And the second thing that it has to be there is that you don't have to make an excuse for it. Mm-hmm. It just is. <laughs> yeah, and it's, loving,
0: it's loving yourself regardless yes. of what you're feeling.
1: Yes. So you could say that this for yourself or you could say that with a partner or whatever it is. Uh, so it could be, um, yeah, I'm having this big feeling. I'm feeling uncomfortable by it, but by noticing it, you, you, this is the third thing is you become the assessor and you notice, you start noticing when you're having these overwhelming feelings, right? And all you just do is start going, huh, there's that feeling again. And it's not right or wrong. It just is. There's no judging and no fixing and being in the assessor. There's no judgment, no fixing, and being the assessor. It's just like there it is again. Okay. And mm-hmm. I was and, say, and
0: to yeah. me, this is this is what living consciously is. you're, yes. you're observing, or assessing your life.
1: Hmm. So yeah. So I when I, for example, I had a client who came to me who was very upset about her brother-in-law coming in and disrespecting her and causing havoc in her uh, marriage. Right. So the first thing was uh, for her to understand that that made her feel uncomfortable. There was something that was like, not good. Okay. So that's like the first step. Uh, And the second thing is like, look at what's true. No excuses. Well, Oftentimes we say, oh, but he used to be so nice. You used to do that. You used to be like this. So her brother-in-law used to be a nice guy. Now he is no longer a nice guy. He is disruptive. He is um, abusive. He is disrespectful, right? So that's the truth of the matter. There is no excuses to be had there. And you have to know in that, like, the truth of the matter is, if you invite a tiger into your living room, the tiger will eat you. Mm -hmm. You invite a disruptor into your house, he will disrupt. Right? There's no judgment about that and no excuses for that. And then the third thing is becoming the assessor and not the fixer. So we try try to fix more assessing. Huh? He's doing it again. I think I'm going to leave the room. Right? So then you start making these new choices. Yeah. Taking care of yourself. Taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm.
0: Doing what you need to do to make yourself feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and to not put yourself in these toxic situations. And it is, it's always harder when it is a family member. Like, when it's not just someone who is, like, a friend of a friend who you truly can avoid. It's always a little more difficult when it is some sort of family member, which you know you're going to have to, like, literally have contact with. So then it's about, well, what can you do in those situations? And if you, yeah, if you have to see the person, you know, I always say, do the best you can, you know, just to, like, don't engage in conversation. If they engage with you, you just smile and remove as soon as possible.
1: Yes, but I will also say like uh, so I've been a performer dancer my whole life. I never go on stage without practicing. That's a good thing. So you can practice, you can practice uh your responses. That means you're pre-planning beforehand. So I have an exercise that I do where we rewrite, you become the visionary. This is part of my message too, is you become the visionary of your life. That means you create the vision before you go in there. Yeah. So, and you can, when you create that vision of who you want to be in that circumstance, you can prepare yourself beforehand. I mean, obviously sometimes we get blindsided with stuff or we're like, whoa, we don't know where that came from. So Give yourself grace on that. But if you know that it's with the person that you know is going to have certain responses, they're going to say certain things because they always say it over and over. You can actually write down the response, write down your usual response, right? This is like a journaling exercise. And you can rewrite your response as a visionary, how you wish it to be. That gives you ideas about how to, when you're in that circumstance, again, how your way's out. That gives you ideas of who you get to be in that moment. So if I know that, like, Jamie, you're my friend. And I know that we get, you know, into conflict <laughs> with each other. such a match. Yeah. Over the same thing <laughs> over and over again. You can, I can write that out. I can write, well, this is what happens with Jamie when we get together and we have this conflict. This is what she does. And this is what I do. That's all fine. But what's a new way of being on your side? Jamie cannot change. Right. But I can become the visionary. I can change.
0: And what I also, in addition to what you're saying, Mm -hmm. because you're saying the truth, like People people are who they are, and they are not going to change unless they decide to change. And we have no control over that. Mm -hmm. So it's also about having compassion for their limitations. And I always say, like whether this is a romantic partner or a family, a friend, that you should kind of look at them as a child. You know, like, bless her soul, like, they're doing the best that they can. Like you said before, all I can do is react or not react. I have that choice. And it's mm-hmm. all about self love. But having compassion for where they are, that also just, I mean, it's a game changer.
1: Yeah. And actually, if you use radical acceptance that that's who they are, it actually gives you a, a, such a relief. Yeah. It gives you peace. And the thing about is like, okay, you know, he's not going to vacuum the living room or she, you know what I mean? Like that is just how it's going to go. Then I get to make decisions about what I want to do about that. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in this struggle of not accepting who's in front of me, then I can never make a decision i can i cannot be innovative i cannot be creative all these things that women are mm-hmm. i can't be those things unless i truly accept what's happening yes. because yeah because when you re- surrender that we become innovator creators that gives us the opportunity to do that
0: i would like to add it's radical freedom
1: it's radical freedom <laughs> It really is because um, I think what happens is we get to express who we truly are.
0: Absolutely. Because we don't have that. It's like you get rid of that negative energy that's inside. Yes. The resentment, the content, the 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 frustration. You get rid of it all. And then what's left is this space to create and to be who we are. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is really a bit what the vision is about so we're here with radical acceptance what is and the vision is above that and then in between is a space and that space is where we get to create we get to be that creative person this is where we get to be excited about our options
0: mm-hmm. and the options are infinite
1: the options are infinite like i said that one lady is like he's never going to vacuum and i'm like okay so what's the vision the vision is that you know well i really like to take care of myself and have the self-care okay so how much is this causing you disruption one to ten it's an eight i'm like okay so would you consider self-love and self-care hiring a housekeeper because i would (laughs) like that's how we get to be we get to figure things out once it is decided
0: yeah, and also what's coming to me is is you don't have to be the victim of your circumstances. And that's what we're talking about. Like, okay, so something's not changing. Well, what are you going to do about it? Like, are you going to stay there and be upset about it? Or are you going to make a radical change with radical acceptance so you can have radical freedom and just live the rest of your life in peace and not victim mode.
1: Yeah, that's not easy. There's many times in oftentimes, like in my past relationships, what, you know, my most empowered moment was when someone laid down their law and told me how it was going to be for them. Those have been my most empowering moments because it's no more like back and forth. Where oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. I promise. I'm gonna be that. I promise. I promise. Instead, like when they claimed who they are, who they were gonna be, and what was gonna happen next, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> now I get to, I like that. I get to choose what I want to do. Okay. It's a, it's a beautiful thing when people tell you, like, are so straightforward with you because then you get to accept it. And you then get to be innovative. Yeah.
0: And you get to say, I'm laying down my law and this is what I need. And this is who I am.
1: Yeah. And I would say that, um, you know, even could be as simple as, um, you know, you're trying to drag your husband to the you know Sunday market every morning at 9 AM. And that's a struggle for you guys in that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. It could be like, you're constantly having to pull him to go instead of going, he doesn't like it. This is a nightmare. (laughs) Right? How can I make it fun for me to wake up and go by myself or maybe get a girlfriend and go or whatever? Instead of staying in that struggle and keeping this tension alive, you could just go without him and enjoy your time.
0: I'm thinking back to so many times in my marriage where my husband will say, um, do I have to go to some Mm -hmm. event or whatever? And I'll oftentimes say, yes, you know, like right Mm -hmm. away. But then it depends, you know, I pick my battles. Sometimes I say, you know what, actually, like, because I know that he's not going to want to stay there for a long time. And then the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm like, you know what, you really, no, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So you have to pick your battles and pick your battles.
1: And also, you know, uh, when you're in that circumstance, do something you don't necessarily want to do for them. So it's, you know, it's like a win-win. How can we make this a, I'm big on win-wins. How can, how can we make this a win-win also? Uh, and, uh, so that we both come out feeling, you know, heard, recognized and, and, uh, appreciated. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I actually, this is something that my mom taught me years ago. My parents Mm -hmm. just celebrated their 50th anniversary. Beautiful. And my mom used to say that she goes to Cubs games with my dad. She doesn't mind baseball, but she goes Mm -hmm. because it makes him happy. Mm -hmm. And she says that, you know, he does things for her that make her happy. And so that was great going into my marriage, knowing that, that, you know, it is the give and take, there is compromise. Um, To a certain degree, you know, like if there's something that you really don't want to do, then that's where you lay down the line, and you're like, "I'm going to choose something else, Mm -hmm. maybe
1: not Mm -hmm. this." Yeah, and I think when you are, many of us have been in those relationships, marriages where it's been uneven, and it's been a lonely experience, and it's been something that we fight for, and we're we're button heads like this. And I'm and with radical acceptance, it's really letting that go yeah it doesn't mean that you're gonna it's gonna work out or it's not gonna work out but what's my aim as a women's empowerment coach is how can we empower you not my concern is about you as a woman and how can we have you empowered in that relationship and in that marriage
0: yes because happy wife happy life so like the happier and also happy parents, happy children. It is about that self-care and Mm -hmm. everybody deserves to have it. And also it is great when like for your clients, my clients, uh, my clients are men and women, Mm -hmm. regardless to teach people to be empowered, because when you get empowered and you live your life authentically through osmosis, the person that you're in a relationship with, they see that happening and they want, they're like, Ooh, I'll take, I'll take what they're drinking, you know, like they want it also. Um, And the best thing is that is when you just make a decision to do it, you don't talk about it. You don't say, I'm going to now get really empowered and show up authentically, you know, you do your work and then just covertly that other person just kind of Bias Moses gets the message and it becomes really beautiful because then they want to like be on your level also.
1: Yes. And I encourage everyone to wake up this week and say, you know what? I am the visionary of my life. Yes. I mean, it's so powerful. I am the visionary of my life. You get to create it. You get to create that day. Yeah. Yeah. We,
0: we are co-creators of our lives.
1: We are. And that's my, you know, I wake up, I'm like, I am the visionary of my life. No matter how I feel, I am the visionary of my life. This is me. The vision is about my responsibility to myself and my my life, my happiness.
0: And I love that you're talking about you just said like morning. I just I was interviewed on someone's podcast today and and one of the questions was, What do you do in the morning? to set up your day. And I I said, I I do set an intention because intentions are so important that, that if we set an intention, like today is going to be a great day. It's going to be productive. It's going to be positive, sending light ahead, things like that to be really active rather than passive in our lives can make such a difference.
1: Yeah. I think the active is super important. Like we have our, I am like, that's very, I am statements, you know, Uh, so those are very active tense. It's like, I am yeah. strong. I am. So it is said in that way to engage and to activate. And um, yeah, I think it, it, you know, it doesn't take much in the morning to just give you say it three times over <laughs> sometimes five times, whatever it takes. You whatever, know? <laughs> yes.
0: And like, to me, I am is, is living as a, you know, it's, it's, qualities that are within you that maybe you want to cultivate or bring out more of. But mm-hmm. when you say I am, it's living as if, and then it literally becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: Mm-hmm. And the I am could go either way. So you don't want to say, right. You want I, to <laughs> and actually, if you wake up and you're like, I am tired or I am yeah. lonely or I am sad you know, it could go either way. So your I am statements are very powerful. And um, remember our brain, we get to trick our brain. Yes. <laughs> we get yeah. to trick our brain into doing to making new synapses in our brain and to create new pathways. We get to do that. Yes.
0: Because the brain doesn't know the difference of whether you are, if you, if you say I am happy and then you start living as if you're happy, then the brain will be happy and the heart will be happy. Mm -hmm. Also, when we say any I am statement, the universe responds to that, to the positivity. Yes.
1: I work with energy, so our vibration needs to come up to meet the universe. Yes. The universe will not come down and pick you up in a low vibration and take you out of bed. We have to... Show up for this world. That's our responsibility to show up to raise our vibrations so that we can meet the universe and help the universe out. Yes. So I don't help the universe out if I'm in bed, not being productive, and down, and I'm not saying anything. Some of us are there. Yeah, and take take your time. Take a few. Days. Take your time. And we're not talking. I'm not talking to people who are going through a trauma and a, and a yeah traumatic event. But when you're ready, it's like, okay, I'm ready to meet the world. I'm ready to go outside. I'm ready to start. Like That's when our energy starts going up. And I always think, I always say to myself, I need to show up for myself and meet this energy, like the universe's energy. That's my job.
0: And for anybody who is watching who
1: hasn't heard
0: of raising your vibration or, or energy and all this stuff. It's very simple. Like the the lower vibrations are the sad and lonely and, and of course, go through it, feel it, heal it. And mm-hmm. then to raise your vibration, those are the joyful, positive, gratitude. Those are all higher vibrations.
1: And I'd also, I work with clients and I um, we embody values also, and that raises vibration also, like how – are an embodiment exercises so you don't just think it you actually embody it because your energy is a body energy your energy is body so it's not like mind energy mind energy is 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 not like you're fully up you know and and meeting the day you're just thinking about fully being up and meeting the day.
0: Right. And that's why I love doing experiential stuff mm-hmm. with my clients. Like you're saying, you know, it's, you can, you can intellectualize and, and think things and, and know them, but until you embody them and in, mm-hmm. they're, they're integrated with their second nature, it's not gonna make a difference. And the thing is like, I have so many clients they want to do like boot camp. Can we do a million sessions? I want to learn everything right now. And I, I just say it, it takes these things take time to integrate. So be patient and um, your life will change.
1: Yeah, and I mean, because I've been an actor, dancer, I have to embody characters. I have to embody happiness, confidence. Like you can do it too. You can say, I am happy and then meditate on what does happiness look like? How do I know that I'm happy, Mm -hmm. right? You can start visualizing what you believe happiness is and visualize a person who is happy. What do they look like? How are they moving? And th- those exercises get you to start embodying happiness instead of just thinking happy. Yes.
0: Be happy. Don't just think happy. Yes.
1: Okay. So
0: running out of time. Yes. Clog away for how people can find you website, Instagram, your show, everything
1: hmm So yeah, it's, uh, amyshade.com. I'm, I'm sure you'll have a link somewhere and then, yes. yes and, um, uh, the unstoppable net is my website for my monthly live. We have, uh, five experts on, um, five of us on a month and we just, it's a whole creative round table discussion. That's super fun. And, um, yeah, my Instagram is amy under slash underscore shade underscore. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was backslash forward slash. Yeah, hardcore. underscore. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So yes, um, underscore. Yeah, my last name is kind of hard to spell, so it's. Uh, uh, oh, you have it right here, Amy yep. Shade. There you go. You can spell it there, amyshade.com. Wonderful. And as
0: always, everybody can find me at therelationshipexpert.com. All my information is there. Mm-hmm. And I um, just want to thank you so much for joining us today. You mm-hmm. provided such great wisdom and content, and um, it was
1: quite inspirational. So thank, thank you. you. Half and, hour goes by fast.
0: I know. I know. It always goes by fast. Um, And thank you, everybody, for joining us. And join us every week at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, Love Talk Live on L.A. Talk Radio. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio.